Hi there. We welcome you to the Rush Hour Morning Show podcast. My name is Brian Rushing. The guy across the table's name is... Corky Franks. And check this out, Brian. I know everyone can't tune in Monday to Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. on WGNCRadio.com, 101.1 FM, or 1450 a.m. And that's why we have some great news for the listeners. That's right. You can now get our podcast on SoundCloud as well as Spotify and Apple Music. It's fantastic for you. We do the work. You get the enjoyment. So enjoy. Shut up and sit down. Welcome you back to the Rush Hour Morning Show, hour number three here on this Wednesday morning. So glad that you could join us on AM 1450, 101.1 FM, streaming on WGNCRadio.com. This is going to be a good hour. So I want to go ahead and welcome to the show again, head coach of the Belmont Abbey Crusaders, Chris Anderson. Good morning. Good morning, Brian. How are you? I, I, things are good. Look, you you came rolling in here. I mean, you got an Air Max box. I, I thought maybe I'd want a drawing or something. You you've got all kinds of stuff that we're going to get to unpack throughout the course of this hour. So, first of all, congratulations on your Crusaders getting through the Newberry Regional and now setting up a showdown with North Greenville, a best of three series that's going to start on Friday night at seven thirty at Ray and B. Dillard Field in Tigerville, South Carolina. Now, first of all, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to start with the obvious. If there was any question, and I think the regional itself kind of spoke to this, if there was any question about the dominance of Conference Carolinas as a baseball league, if the regional didn't tell that story, the super regional should certainly tell that story. Yeah, it's a it's a very tough league. I know we talked about it last time I was on here. Um, yeah, it, it, it's we finished fifth in the conference. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but third in the region. I know it's 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 wild. Um, yeah, it's a very it's a gauntlet every weekend. If you bring your B game, you're going to lose. And uh, I guess. After this weekend, we kind of know a little bit more about it. And, you know, not to be discounted, Mount Olive was, you know, went away from being in the Super, too. So on top, sure. of, on top, on top of all this, and Pembroke took Newberry to the wire. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a very difficult league this year. And so, you know, I mean, we talked about this the last time you were here. Ultimately, the region's going to go to eight teams, okay? And it's not likely going to happen, but not an absurd notion that this regional could one day see a fifth team from any conference, but right now certainly the flavor of the day in the, in the region is Conference Carolinas. 
to think that five teams out of any conference could make it to a regional is oh, something yeah. unbelievable. But if anybody's capable of doing it in this landscape, it would be Conference Carolinas. 100%. And, and <laughs> you know, it, it wouldn't have been wild to think, you know, Barton was just on the out, outside looking in this year and, and barely. Uh, when I talked to Keith about it, uh, Keith Gorman, the head coach at Barton, you know, we had a very difficult conversation about, you know, him being very close to being in but not in. So that would have been your fifth team. And, you know, I don't want to discount the South Atlantic Conference or the Peach Belt because they're two good leagues too. So uh, it's just – it's not a disrespect to another league. It's more about how good our conference is. Well, and, and any time you're dealing with a scenario like this, you're going to have people that they'll call it snubs – um, sure. Somebody didn't get in that in their mind should have gotten in. Sure. And there have been times to where Belmont Abbey has seen oh, yeah. that that happened to them as well. You Definitely. know, teams that, you know, to be honest with you, Chris, I, I, I thought, wow, I, <laughs> how did how did they miss that one? Now, yeah, 2017. Again, right. I, I mean, we were, what, what were we, 37 and 16 maybe? Does that sound right? Something like that, yeah. yeah. And we – we went to the conference tournament championship game and lost in the F necessary game, and we stayed at home that year. I mean, it, it's 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 really hard the way the way the national tournament and the regional is set up in Division Two is there. And and for anyone listening that that cares about this, it's very different from Division One in the fact that there it's not a nationally seeded tournament, right? Sure. So every team in our region plays against each other to go to the college world series and i think we touched on this on the last show a little bit not not a whole lot but you know if you're if you're watching the division one um national tournament you can have two three four teams from the the sec go to the college world series sure in division two there's only one team from our, right. our regional right. going to the College World Series, period, because we all play against each other. And it's a format that I don't love because I think if they did go to a nationally seeded tournament, which is something that we've all wanted for a long time, uh, we could see two, three, four teams from our, our region or our conference going to the College World Series. And Landon and I were texting about it the other night, um, you know, when we finally – kind of got through the the whirlwind of winning our regionals and you know we just we were texting back and forth and kind of just said man this is this is really tough both teams are probably deserving to go to the college world series this year and sure um and and he's not wrong in that i mean that that's something that is i i think when you when you break both teams down on paper and see the kind of seasons we have, and you were there to witness our last game against each other, uh, it it is man, it is a war when we step on the field against each other, and he knows that, and I know that, and it's not for the faint of heart, right? It's intense. Every pitch means something, you know. Uh, calls go one way or the other and you know all those kind of things and you you've seen a lot of I say this year but you've seen a lot of it over the years you know sure like it, it's I remember Weston Clark hitting that walk-off home run at our place uh what was that 16 15 or 16 and yeah. um you know you saw the intensity that happened 
that ensued after that. I mean, it was uh, it was a scene. I, I don't know that I don't know that Belmont Abbey baseball fans will ever forget that moment. No. And I know that I won't forget it. No, I won't either. <laughs> I, I mean, it was bedlam. Yeah, it was. I mean, it really was. It was bedlam in a place that bedlam doesn't always show up. Sure. But sure. it was a authentic, organic moment of bedlam yeah. at Abbey Yard, and it was fantastic. Yeah. It's it a really good memory. was. Really no question. Good memory. Yeah. And that's us in North Greenville. So we've got we've got some history and uh, not bad history, good history, right? Like the, the history is how unbelievable the games are that we play, not, you know, bench-clearing brawls or anything like that. It's more like, man, th this is the stuff you're going to tell your recruits about one day. Sure. Right? Like, this is really tough uh, to get in these games. And, you know, we're playing for all the marbles this weekend. Well, and, and, and I'm glad you mentioned Landon because it creates an interesting dynamic. The reality is, you know – this is not a this is not a crusty rivalry, if you will. Right. This this is not Red Sox Yankees from the seventies. It's right. not like that. But in a way, it is. Because on the one side, you're having conversations with Landon Powell, okay, and and they're just you guys know each other, you respect the heck out of each other, and there's an admiration there mutually between the both of you. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I you know, and, and to your point, I mean, I, I think about it all the time, but I, you know, for we're, we're going up against the, the number one team in the country mm -hmm. defending national champion and everything that they are, they've earned. Right. So mm -hmm. uh, if you think about a lot of this, it's, it's a respect from our end to theirs and from their end to ours. Um, we know how tall of a task this is this weekend, and um, and it's a it's something that you know it's a kind of shock the world type moment, but also in the same sentence, I don't think we're nervous about it, right? Like we're we're walking into this thing going, hey, we played them four times this year, and we're two and two against them, so it's it's kind of sitting over there, and I don't mean that in a like a, a bulletin board material type way. I think it's more of we're all ready to watch some really good baseball and play some really good baseball out there this weekend. And I think they know it, and I think we know it. And uh, and anybody that's paid any kind of attention to us this year would know it as well. Well, and, and what it ultimately comes down to is it's the final three games in a best of seven. Yeah, absolutely. With these two teams. That's a good Which point. is exactly the way you would want it to go. Right. You know, and, and the point that I was going to make about the relationship that you and Landon have, yeah, you guys – respect each other incredibly, have a great relationship personally. But when you put the uniform on, you want to kick his teeth in and, and vice versa. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's and, 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 and understanding that is probably what adds perspective to the relationship. 100%. Because you guys, that's your, that's what you're out there to do. Right. And you know, uh, I think about Rob Watt a lot with, when we talk about this kind of stuff, Rob's probably my best friend at college baseball. He's the head coach of Mount Olive and we, I mean, we're like brothers, you know, and when we go out there and play each other, we're like brothers, right? We right. want to, we want to kill each other. But the minute that that game ends, 
we're back to being brothers again. And um, I hope that Landon feels that way about me. I think he does. Um, but I definitely have the utmost respect for him and the program that he runs and the job that he does. I mean, it's just been absolutely tremendous what he's been able to do over there. Well, let's kind of lay out some of what I want to try to cover in this hour because you and I, we're, we're going back a ways to have an hour together to be able to talk baseball. Sure. Just unapologetically baseball for an hour is something I'm really excited about. So we're going we're gonna to talk about this series. Yeah. We're going to dive more into the Division II landscape because, again, I think there's a lot for folks that don't understand the difference between Division I baseball and Division II baseball, why this series means so much and why it's done the way that it's done. But mm-hmm. later in the hour, I want to kind of go into, and I was thinking about this some yesterday, this morning coming into the studio, I want to talk about baseball culture. Okay. Because I think that there is a bit of a culture war going on in baseball. Okay. And I think you have a very unique perspective because of where you work and what it is that you do in this culture. And and I want to really try to pick your brain in the other half hour about what this looks like from your perspective. Appreciate some of the some sure. of the tenets that kind of drive you and your program related to where you're working. And, and what you can do to make sense of all this culture. Because I think that you really do have an interesting dynamic going on between the baseball purist and the let the kids have fun group. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I don't think you're really polarized to one side or the no, other. I'm not. I, I, I got my own certain things that I do and all that stuff. But, you know, I, we definitely could get into this more. But I... I you know, I do want to let the kids have fun. I, that That is absolutely somewhere I am. But I also have that kind of, you know, Stuart Smith, Ted Box, Stacey Berkey, Jim Gant in the back of my head going, those were all my coaches. Right. You know, and going, hey, we're going to play the game the right way. We're going to treat our opponents with respect, all that kind of stuff. So there, there's two voices in my head all the time, too. And Just two? Because I have way more than that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I, there, there's the angel and the devil on my shoulder. How about sure. that? Yeah. And, and so um, and when I think about that, that, that kind of takes me in a little bit more of like, hey, what's, what, what's my view? on all this. And, um, yeah, that's, that's a very good conversation. I think that's going to be a fun one to have. Yeah. We're going to definitely dive into that as we get on the other side of eight 30. What we are going to do is this, I'm, I'm going to, we'll, we'll take a time out here sure. When we come back. We're going to talk about some of the preparation leading up to the North Greenville series. Mm-hmm. Um, going to talk about the actual trip down and the differences between what a division two trip looks like versus division one trip. And then before we get to the bottom of the hour, we're going to talk about a special guest that's going to be on the bus with you coming up this weekend. Can't wait to do that. So we'll take our first break here in the 8 o'clock hour. Chris Anderson, head baseball coach with us this afternoon or this morning on the Belmont Abbey, uh, on the Rush Hour morning show. He's the head coach of Belmont Abbey College. You're getting confused, Rush. I'm telling you, I feel like I've I've (laughs) warped all the way back to 2014. So we'll be back here in just a bit on the Rush Hour morning show. This is an American Red Cross blood donation alert. 
The Red Cross is facing an emergency need for blood donors and is urging eligible donors of all types to give now and help avoid delays in life-saving medical care for patients this summer. Blood donations are being distributed to hospitals faster than donations are coming in. More donations are needed now to help replenish the blood supply. Be a hero to a patient in need. Use the Blood Donor app, visit redcrossblood.org, or call 1-800-RED-CROSS to make an appointment to help save lives. On August 1st, the city of Gastonia will switch from Blackboard to Code Red, a new emergency notification system. Your safety is very important to us, and we want to make sure you receive vital information in case there's an emergency. If you are already receiving messages from the city through Blackboard, you do not need to do anything. Your information will be transferred to the new Code Red system. Another way you can also receive emergency messages on your phone is to download the Code Red mobile alert app, which is available through Google Play or the App Store. Thank you from the city of Gastonia. Rebels Contracting Services has specialized in the healthcare imaging industry since 1986. Located in Gastonia, Rebels Contracting is now hiring. Rebels offers competitive pay, vacation and holiday pay, 401k and insurance. If you'd like to join the Rebels Contracting team, check us out online at rebelscontracting.com or call 704-864-2000. That's 704-864-2000. 704-864-2000. I have a question for you. Do you remember this song? How sweet it is to be loved by you. Okay, let's think about this. Why is it that everyone remembers hundreds of songs almost note by note they never set out to memorize? That's the power of a sticky. When you hear a song or maybe a good advertising message for some frequency week after week for about six months, it gets in your long-term memory, even when you don't intend it to. You remember because you heard it. That's why radio is a sticky advertising medium. You can't hear a newspaper billboard or Facebook ad. Okay, TV has the power of sound too, but advertising on TV week after week can be very expensive. With radio, you can afford to get sticky. Then someone in the market of what you have to sell, hopefully they will remember you if you want them to. Take advantage of radio, the power of sound. Gaston County Travel and Tourism is Go Gaston. Striving to make Gaston County the North Carolina Piedmont's premier outdoor recreation destination. We maximize our local tourism assets, including mountains, rivers, lakes, trails, forests, gardens, museums, and charming downtowns in order to grow visitation and partner value. Learn more at gogaston.org. here on the Rush Hour Morning Show on this Wednesday morning here with head coach of the Belmont Abbey Crusaders, Chris Anderson. You know, Coach, I, I'll i ask you this. Um, there's really, I mean, you've already played this North, North, North Greenville Club four times this year. You're going to go down there, play a best of three. There's, through the years, a ton of familiarity. Sure. Um, you've been going at this since basically September. Um, there's really nothing new under the sun. There's not going to be new insight that you're going to be able to give your guys between now and 7.30 on Friday. Right. 
So what has the preparation this week looked like for the club? You know, honestly, we gave them Sunday, Monday off. Uh, okay. I felt like rest was probably more than <laughs> that. That was what was ordered. How about, you know, and um, we were lifting at nine o'clock this morning and about 40 minutes and we lifted yesterday. Uh, it's a lot about recovery. And I, you know, if Landon could jump on this, I, I'm sure he'd probably say the same thing, man. It was an emotional grind this last week. And, you know, the travel, the late nights, you know, I, I think on, on Saturday after we won it, uh, Jeff and I were staying in a hotel room, Jeff May, our pitching coach. And I, I don't think I fell asleep till three o'clock in the morning. And, you know, I got up at seven. Right. So it's, it's a little bit about recovery, I think, in the whole thing. Um, and I told you when we were off air, you know, I'm not teaching them much in game 58 of the season. So uh, we're going to do a little bit of team stuff today. Uh, we're going to hit a lot and, um, you know, we're going to, we're going to hop on the bus and go tomorrow at 10 o'clock. You know, it's, it's kind of one of those things that I really appreciate the pro guys because I think about, you know, when you're in August in game, you know, 130 of the season, you've played the whole summer and it's every day and all this kind of stuff, you know, game 58, I mean, it's, they're tired, man. I mean, the coaches are tired. The, the players are tired. Everybody that's been affiliated with this is tired. And, you know, I'm not saying we're operating on fumes because we will have a whole week to recover, but in the same sentence, like the time to push or push the button, I think is kind of gone, right? Like uh, now it's about making sure everybody's ready to go. And uh, that's kind of been our week up to this point. We're doing practice at 1030 every morning so we can get them in, get them out, feed them, and then and then get them home and they can go to the pool or do an ice bath or whatever it is that they need to do in terms of recovery. Do you wish that – are you okay with the 7.30 start time? Does it create some anxiety preparing for waiting – once you wake up on that Friday morning waiting that long to play a 7.30 game? Do you wish you could play a game a little bit earlier? What What's kind of your thought leading up to that? Yeah, I haven't really thought about it. Um, but, yeah, I, I think there's probably a little bit of that. I think there's probably like, hey, let's go ahead and play, you know. Um, but in the same sentence, I mean, you know, you you want the fans to be able to come too, right? So if you played a 3.30 game, I mean, how many times are you – you know, how many people are actually going to be able to take off work and get to that game? So, uh, you know – well, and you're dealing with sundown at that ballpark, yeah, too. Yeah, so. yeah, that's right. We got the sun delays and all that kind of stuff potentially that could happen. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I haven't really given it much thought. But if I was a player, I'd want to get out there and play probably at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. But I also understand the perspective of, hey, let's get – this is a big deal for a lot of people. It's not just us. It's, uh, it's bigger than us now at this point. And, you know, we want to let the Belmont Abbey fans travel. We want to let – North Greenville fans get to the game. And uh, I think that's probably the thought process behind the 7.30 start. Um, and then the 2 o'clock start on Saturday, right? So you, the good thing is we're starting later on Saturday. We're not turning around trying to play in a noon, a noon doubleheader. Um, but in this, on, on top of that all, I would say it's, it's really not very different than a 
a scheduled weekend series. That's pretty well, I'm, similar. I'm glad to you that. mentioned that because when you play in conference Carolinas, you're going to play a Friday night game, a Saturday doubleheader. We've talked about this numerous times before. There's a possibility you're going to play 27 innings in the course of about 30 hours. Now it's even tighter. Yeah. Now it's possible you're going to play 27 innings in the course of about 26 hours. Yeah, that's it right. It really compresses things. Yeah, and I wish we were playing, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. But, you know, the, the NCAA is paying for this. So right. um, we kind of have to go by their rules a little bit. Uh, but I, I hate the doubleheader. I think it's uh, especially at this point in the season. Um, I wish we'd play one game a day. I think it gives everybody a chance. That's more of what I wish I could see than playing at 7.30, say, on Friday night, right? Like, I, I wish we were playing one game Thursday, one game Friday, and one game Saturday. And well, it, and it kind of goes back to what we had talked about in the last segment about the way things are different at the Division Two level versus Division One because mm-hmm. – it extends not only just from the selection side, but from actual game day. Right. So, like, for instance, if this was Division One baseball, you could find yourself playing out in the Corvallis, Oregon Regional yeah. because you earned a spot to go there yes. to where now that's why you will have, you know, conceivably three or four teams from a conference make its way to Omaha right. to where – it's a very different dynamic when you look at who goes to carry. Yeah, absolutely. And much of it driven by the dollar. Sure. Uh, it as is. it relates to NCAA Division II yeah, scale. That's interesting to me because I, you know, they're, it's not as if they're shortchanging us, you know, in this process. I mean, they're giving a lot of money for per diem. Sure. And so I, I, that, that's some questions that I have, and, and part of me being on that regional committee this year, and you, you kind of have to pay your dues uh, to be a national committee member and be a part of change and all that kind of stuff. So I think that one day I'd like to be on the national committee for Division Two and, and be a part of possibly making some of those changes one day. I'll ask you about that when we come back on the other side of the break. We're halfway through this 8 o'clock hour. We've got Chris Anderson here, head baseball coach at Belmont Abbey College. We'll take a break right now. We'll come back, and we'll talk about what some of those changes that he would make if he was on that national committee. And then we'll talk about baseball culture as we continue on here this Wednesday morning on the Rush Hour Morning Show. We'll be back in just a bit. We thank you for tuning in to this Rush Hour Morning Show podcast. Don't forget, you can find us Monday through Friday from 6 to 9 a.m. on WGNC AM 1450, 101.1 FM. You can even stream the show on WGNCRadio.com. Until we're back with you with the next podcast, enjoy your day. We'll see you next time.